police in the morning. A Haitian plantation owner convinces his young friends to wed at his residence, hoping he can use the opportunity to lure the woman away from her fiancé. When this ploy fails, he turns to the help of a mill operator for assistance, hoping the man can use his voodoo knowledge to make the woman his slave. When the woman is transformed into an emotionless zombie, the plantation owner demands that the mill operator restore her, but he refuses and turns on the owner. Meanwhile, the fiancé is contacted by a missionary who informs him of the state his bride-to-be is in, and that there is still a chance to rescue her. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie B-Movie Bros. Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, here we are, the final and fifth week of Cult Classic Month this year. Edition five or four. Yep. It's five. Something. I counted. I so, prepared. we're taking a look at the 1932 classic White Zombie. You heard from the booklet for the 50 Movies Classic Features Horror Classics Collection. It's a mouthful. What the description is, just the description itself is a mouthful for every one of the fucking things in this book. Yeah. Like, just give the whole plot away. But let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. How about the bottom of White Zombie? What were the bad parts of this? Um, I'm going to get us started off with number three. Um, well, and... Spoilers abound if you haven't seen this movie in the last 90 fucking years. So You've had time. Why did Neil stick around in Haiti after Madeline's untimely death? I mean, I thought they were just there on vacation just to get wet or something. It didn't seem like they lived there. They were they were on the boat to come to Haiti when they met uh, Michel Beaumont. And um, why the fuck was he still there? Like, Like, my wife died here. I think I might want to get out of this place to help me, like, not be super depressed. Maybe he just, like, he was waiting for his, uh, trip back and just decided to drink himself, and maybe he for- maybe he just, like, it, it, forgot his trip. It, it could have been, like, the next day. There's, there's yeah. no timeline of this movie. I mean, if it was the next day, okay, but seriously, I, I feel like he should have just been gone from Haiti, and the whole movie would have, like, not happened, really. Or half of it. Number two. Very different ending. The zombies are defeated by watching them walk off a cliff. Like, how how did that even work? Like, they didn't turn to follow Neil, who was their target, or and they weren't deactivated when Bella Lugosi was knocked out. Like, like why the fuck did they just walk off the cliff? Like, it seemed like they had no like real way to kill the zombies, so they just kind of like made them wander off the cliff. Like, it was just one of those the plot required them to be rid of them. So they did this. It would have made sense if they had done it after Bella Lugosi's character, spoiler alert, gets knocked off the cliff. But they do it when he gets gets knocked on the head. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Well, and that's why I'm like, if, if, if he was controlling them and that's why they were going after Neil, then when he was knocked out, then the zombie should have just fallen over. Yeah. Like, or just like snapped out of it or something else instead like let's kill ourselves but instead yeah they just walked off the cliff and if if neil was their target and it was like they were following their last command they would have like shifted and followed neil just something that didn't make quite sense i feel like they put that scene too soon and just kind of messed it up and then number one now this may be different on different versions of the movie but the audio quality on the version that i watched was horrendous there was this grainy sound throughout the whole movie. Sometimes the sound would cut out, like, altogether. 
for a second or two, the music would go, the, the talking would go, and there would be times where, you know, they're talking, and the volume of them talking would get so low, like, they would be whispering, and I could, like, even turning my TV to maximum volume, I could hear them, like, mumbling, but not what words they were saying, and I, I just, ugh, audio. Or number three, so the movie's name is called White Zombie. And there's a band called that. There used to be a band called White Zombie, and that reminds me of Rob Zombie because he was, you know, part of that band. And then that reminds me of the terrible Halloween remix, and that just puts me in a really bad mood. Wait, Rob Zombie was part of White Zombie? Yes, he was. He's I... also arguably the reason they broke up. There were creative differences, differences, but I hear he's like kind of a jerk. I mean, if his creativity is shown by his movies, then his creativity sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, like, how dare this movie not predict a band, you know, set, like, 60-plus years later? Steal know? its name. Yeah. Don't they know what we've, what we've been through? Number two. So, at various points in the movie, the voodoo master, played by Bell Lugosi, has this pet bird that just makes the most annoying, unpleasant squawking noise I've ever heard. It doesn't sound like a bird. I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. It sounds like a bunch of chipmunks in a wood chipper. It's just so unpleasant. Like, and I'm watch. I was I was watching this on online. I was online and I had my headphones in. Every time, like, oh my fucking god! Like, what is? Why would you do this to me? Like, what what is? Like, I've never heard a bird sound that just weird and annoying and just unpleasant before. And like, just I, put it out of its misery. I'm not an ornithologist or anything. However, they keep calling it a vulture, and I've never seen a vulture like the one in this movie. Like, every vulture I've ever seen is bald. Maybe that's just, like, the American vulture. Maybe Haitian vultures have feathers all over their hair. But I was just like, it's not a fucking vulture. Yeah, that's what I thought was weird, too. I, th I, was, I thought it was some kind of hawk or, like, um, some species of eagle. I mean... I'm not a, like, horticulturist or anything either, but, you know... You don't study plants? Or whatever. Or ornithologist? Not an anthropologist, <laughs> a um, proctologist, whatever they're called. Bird doctor. Alright, and number one. So, I absolutely hated Charles, the, I guess, some secondary antagonist, primary antagonist. I'm not even sure where he falls. He's not Bella Lugosi. Mr. Beaumont? Yeah, that oh, guy. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I actually, I looked up his name when I was doing this. So, he's just this slimy, manipulated, manipulative, pathetic loser who just keeps trying to, like, get with Madeline to the point where he makes her brain dead and then fakes her death so that he can take her away from her husband. He's just such a piece of shit, and he had virtually no qualities, like... And I think at the end, with him, like, not spoilers again, knocking Bela Lugosi's character off the cliff, it's meant to redeem him, but no, fuck him. Like, there is no redemption for that. I don't care how sorry you are. Like, you're a piece of shit. Like, you're this cowardly, unlikable guy. And, like, Bela Lugosi's character was evil, too. But he was at least entertaining and cunning and charming and everything, whereas this guy was just... He was unlikable. He was just some weirdo that, like... I couldn't figure out why Madeline had him in her wedding, and like he walked her down the aisle, and like, but he, and while while he while she he's walking her down, he's like saying, "You should leave, you should leave your your soon-to-be husband. It's not too late. It's not too late." And like, what a piece of shit! Like, why is she? 
why surround yourself with people like that? Walking 30s. down the stairs, ma belle, je t'aime. Like, like, and she's like, n- n- no, dude, I'm getting married. Yeah, it's like, fuck off, dude. Neil's way better than you. The Chad Neil and the Virgin Charles. <laughs> so I guess on onto the top of this movie. Um, number three for me, 63 minutes feels just right. There, there are a few moments of slowness, but the movie felt very well paced. You know, even if the ending was a little bit rushed, I think it was the whole story was told in the time a lot, and they didn't really extend it past where it needed to be. Number two, Bela Lugosi. In this movie, you know, he does a great job as this voodoo master. He has a quite an intimidating presence, and that stare of his is just... It's abysmal, but in the right way. Oh, yeah. And really, coming off, like, the only other thing I've really, like, seen Bela Lugosi in... Aside from uh, playing Nine from Outer Space, where, you know, he died during the filming, was Dracula. And really, for that role being so famous, that Dracula movie, it's kind of hokey to me. Like, I don't really like him in it. And so to see him in this role in this movie was just like, that is like the horror master that I feel like people talk about when they talk about him as Dracula. And even with Dracula, like, Bela Lugosi was by far the best part of that, because it wasn't that great of a movie. And then, number one, the zombies in this movie. They're badass, they're unstoppable, they instill fear in everyone in Haiti. They just are what, you know, a zombie movie is made for. To have this unstoppable, unovercomable monster. Unless they, you know, randomly walk off a cliff. But I'm sure they survived that, too, because they're fucking badass. Yeah, the only way to stop them is to let them walk off a cliff. Is to let the film end. <laughs> Number three. So, I really liked the way the zombies looked. I thought that the way the makeup did work, with the sunken eyes and everything, they really looked lifeless and, you know, just soulless and just these walking husks. And considering it's 1932, it's really impressive. And I thought, like, considering it's obviously a black-and-white film... They did very well with um, portraying them appropriately. Number two, I really like the score of this movie. The music, I felt, really fit the atmosphere and overall worked well with a zombie-themed movie, which up to this point there really hadn't been many, if any. I'm, I'm sure there was some somewhere, but, like, you know, we didn't we didn't have the whole, like, zombie... Um, zombies it wasn't an established genre yeah like this is like way before like it's like 60 years before um well not 60 years like 30 something years before um night a night of the living dead so it's just seeing the like legit like original zombies is really cool at least as far as i can tell and number one bella lugosi as the voodoo master was fantastic he does creepy and cunning in a way that few other actors are able to pull off and he's just a truly incredible actor he's so charismatic but like he's got this air of evil around him that like is very you don't really see it nowadays it reminds me a lot of like when we reviewed um the phantom of the opera earlier in this month um with lime cheney's acting it's something about like actors back then they were i don't i want to say like as a whole or like making i guess it's a general statement like so it's more lively and like maybe it's because of all the like limitations but like they're really they were a show in, the, in themselves 
one of the things we didn't mention was the dialogue. So let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll get us started with, There are evil spirits in the road. Zombies. I can't bear those empty staring eyes. If the person is buried alive, the act should be considered murder. We may uncover sins even the devil would be ashamed of. They're afraid of the men who steal dead bodies. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie, please leave it in the comments below, or anything else you'd like to say about it also. And if I misquoted this movie, well, fuck the audio quality on my version, so there we go. It's time to give this movie our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 3 out of 10. I also gave it a 3 out of 10. I think this is the first time this month we had the, the same score. I think so. White Zombie is an interesting venture into the world of the true zombie. People poisoned into a death-like trance to do the bidding of their master. The story is pretty standard. Man has woman. Other man wants woman. Murders her to be with her. But Bella Lugosi makes sure to be the one to win out in the end. His stare alone gives this movie just cause to experience. The pacing is done fairly well, and the zombies are pretty badass. A movie that deserves the label of classic, and it seems to come back from the dead every October on about a million DVD compilations. This is one you really should check out at one time or another. So, White Zombie, the film, not the, not the band, is arguably the first zombie movie made, predating Night of the Living Dead by 36 years. Not only is it is the influence of it obvious, but as a film, it's actually really good. The visuals were striking, especially while accompanied by a fantastic score that, that perfectly fit to create an eerie atmosphere unlike anything else seen at that time. The story was interesting, and the acting overall was pretty top-notch, especially Bela Lugosi as the voodoo master who absolutely stole the show with his signature dramatic flair and sinister persona. White Zombie is a film that definitely deserves more credit for both its cinematic achievements as well as its cultural influences. So there you have it, a 3 out of 10 from both of us. It's not often we have months where we disagree on most things and only agree on few, but this happens to be one of them. If you didn't like this movie, if you love it, hate it, want to make it more fun, or forget about it, we always have ways to drink away this flick, drink away this flick, so come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drinking games for this film. Remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time the missionary asks for a match, take a drink. Number two, anytime there's any mention of the zombies, take a drink. Number three, whenever Bella Lugosi stares at you, take a drink. Number four, anytime Bella Lugosi is carving an effigy, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Cult Classic Month, anytime you make a connection between two cult classics we've reviewed, take a drink. Every time Charles tries to convince Madeline to leave Neil, take a drink. Every time a zombie is seen doing manual labor, take a drink. Every time Charles regrets his decision to turn Madeline into a mindless zombie, take a drink. And every time Neil stumbles around drunk, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the slick. If you have any other thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you'll have comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You'll just email us at bmovebros.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, that's bmovebros, follow us on Twitter at bmovebros, and personal Twitter at bmovepaul. You can check out all the content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmovebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links right below. We've come to the end of Cult Classic Month, number five, edition five, and it's the fifth week, so we must rank these movies 
Um, quickly, for me, number five, Carnival of Souls. I'll keep my soul. Number four, Dementia 13. Half an hour of a good movie. The rest is shit. White Zombie. It was a fun movie. Bela Lugosi. Awesome villain. Number two, The Little Shop of Horrors. The original version, and really good. Very entertaining. But number one, Phantom of the Opera. A movie that, above all others, deserves the title classic and deserves to be held in the highest regards of film history. Number five, I picked Dementia 13. I felt so betrayed after the first half hour that I'm still not over it. Number four, Carnival of Souls. Had some good aspects, but overall, I personally didn't like it. Number three, White Zombie. A good film, the real first zombie film, and I I enjoyed it. I thought it was overall very good. Bela Lugosi is a great actor. Number two, The Little Shop of Horrors. Seeing the original version of that story was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. And even having seen the other versions I have, I think it still holds up really well. But number one, The Phantom of the Opera from 1932, I think it was. 25. 25, yeah. Earlier than that. It was, it's just a fantastic movie. It's it is, even till t- today, one of the greatest films ever made. It's, what more can be, be said about that? And it's by far the best film version of this out there. No comparison. So next week, we will venture into November, a new month. So a new theme. We're going to oh take boy, a... It must be Thanksgiving-themed, right? Well, we're going to jump from horror to fantasy with Final Fantasy movies. Oh, God. We're going to start with the 2001 classic, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. I feel my my heart breaking already. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Hey, 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 hey.